1: Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, where we uncover the truth, one guest at a time. For those who dare to seek, Veritas is the place where they shall find. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you are keeping Veritas alive. And tonight... We air the show that we had to postpone last week. Dr. Joseph Farrell, Nazi Inc. The business plan continues. War, fascism, Russell, 9-11, and more. Joseph Farrell will be with us shortly. To listen to the complete version of this and all our past and future shows, become a member. You will receive immediate access to all our inventory of shows. That's 80 to date. A few Veritas five shows and the forum. Just head on over to our website, VeritasShow.com, click on subscribe, and take Veritas with you. I want to congratulate the new winner over this ad space offer auction campaign. The winner of the auction took the space on the left side of the website. We will do this again shortly. That was the perfect mechanism to price our advertising fees. Next week's special guest is James Gillivant. And speaking of James, this is a reminder that I will be at the ESETI conference at James Ranch. Not to be confused with Dr. Stephen Greer's CSETI seti conference. I know a few of you will be there, and I'm looking forward to spending time with you and being witness to all the wonderful things those of you who have been there have told me. And I just received a few samples of the metal case 8GB USB drives preloaded with all Season 1. That's 59 episodes, all at 128 kps CD quality. These are only a few samples, so if you're interested, head on over to our website and go to the Veritas store and place your order. If we run out, I will let you know when the next arrival comes. I preloaded one of them, and I keep it in my pocket, and people just love it. It looks very futuristic. And this is a message to all Veritas members who use PayPal and have a renewing subscription. It seems that if you have an expired credit card with PayPal, they try to renew you, but instead they cancel you because the credit card is expired. And even if it's not renewing and your credit card expires, they cancel you too. Folks, I have no control whatsoever over subscriptions or cancellations. That's PayPal. I've said this before, that the old grandfather rates are no longer available and they won't be back. So even if PayPal cancels you and you have the grandfather rate, please don't be upset at us. To avoid this from happening, go to your PayPal account and make sure that all your data is current. And if you get cancelled, all you need to do is go back to our website, VeritasShow.com, and resubscribe. And you'll be back with us. And this has been a very busy week. Many of you know documentary filmmaker and friend of this show, James Fox. He is presently in the Louisiana area documenting the oil spill. On Monday, we connected and recorded a short interview, hours after it was posted. It went viral worldwide. I had no idea that it would go around the planet so quickly. Our servers have been jammed all week long, even today. So if you're having trouble accessing our website, listening, or downloading a show... Now you know why. The next day, I did an interview with A.C. Griffith regarding a what-if scenario if the oil spill continues. I warn you, that one is not for the faint of heart. Many people have asked if I could continue producing these shorter interviews for the world, and I will, schedule permitting. But yesterday, I wanted to get to the bottom of things. There were a few questions that were still unanswered. One, are people really being arrested for reporting? Two, is BP considering alternative solutions? And three, why are the residents of the area so afraid to go on the record? Oh, and let me add four, how big is the oil spill really? Well, I decided to make contact with the chief of police from Grand Isle, Louisiana. In summary, he said they are not arresting anyone and they actually welcome the media. In fact, he offered to send one of his deputies to escort James Fox as long as he wanted The police chief provided his cell phone to me so I could get in touch with them at any time, and even provided the cell phone from a BP representative who is, or was, in charge of considering alternative solutions. You see, there is a proven solution that was used years ago during another oil spill, and it worked 100%. It fully restored the area in just six weeks. It's a microbe that is spread around the oil spill It eats the oil, and what remains turns into marine life food, leaving the water clean. If this has been used before, and it worked, why won't BP consider it? They need all the positive PR right now. A place to call for this gentleman, and it has not been returned. I suspect the media blackout is also originating from BP. I will keep you updated. I also have plans to do an interview with investigative reporter Sherry Kane and Dr. Leonard Horowitz. Remember, we did a great show last year called Behind the Swine Flu Pandemic. This one will be behind the Gulf of Mexico oil spill and BP's influence. So stay tuned. You can listen to these three interviews on our website. Once a few more interviews are compiled, we will create a bonus show that you can download. For more updates, you can visit our website VeritasShow.com, our forum for all the discussion taking place on our Facebook page. I want to thank all of you who are crucial in spreading the information worldwide without the assistance of the mainstream media. Who would have thought? But that is evidence that together we can all make a difference. Who speaks for the animals and for the planet? We do. And if you're listening to this broadcast early on on Friday, James Fox and I will appear on the Angela Joyner Report radio show tonight, Friday, June the 11th from 9 to 11 p.m. Central. If you missed it, go to Angela Joyner's website and listen there. And one last thing. James Fox flew over the spill yesterday for three hours and said that what we'll see on the video that he'll be uploading soon will shock us. The pilot said it looked apocalyptic. So check back periodically for more updates. And now, get ready to spend the night with an excellent researcher and author. Is the Nazi virus still infecting new generations? If you don't think that the Nazi business plan continues, stop this audio now. If you want to know the connection between our current state of war, fascism, 9-11, and even the Roswell crash, don't go anywhere. Dr. Joseph Farrell is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Most of the great music you hear right here on The Veritas Show is supplied by the independent artists from gemendo.com. If you hear a song you like, go over to our homepage, veritasshow.com, click on the guest, look up the song, and download it. You can even buy the group's CDs, in many cases, right there at gemendo.com.
2: This is Richard C. Hoagland, and you are listening to Veritas.
1: Joseph P. Farrell has a doctorate in patristics from the University of Oxford and has published four previous works, all on theology. He resides in his home state of South Dakota, where he pursues research on his other loves and hobbies. He plays the harpsichord and composes classical music. He also enjoys physics, alternative history and science, and strange stuff. He has written many books, including the latest ones, Nazi International, the Nazis' post-war plan to control the worlds of science, finance, space, and conflict. The latest book, Roswell and the Reich, the Nazi Connection. And to be released this month of June 2010, Babylon's Banksters, the Alchemy of Deep Physics, High Finance, and Ancient Religion. And in case anyone is wondering what the definition of patristics is, it's the study of the lives, writings, and doctrines of the Church Fathers. And directly from South Dakota, I would like to introduce, for the first time on Veritas, Dr. Joseph P. Farrell. Hello, Dr. Farrell. How are you? I'm pretty good, Mel. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining me. It's my pleasure. May I call you uh, Joseph or Joe? Sure. Sure. Great. I just want to tell you that for months, people have been asking to to have you on the show, and I'm glad you accepted my invitation. A couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Richard C. Hoagland. Right. Then l- last week, we had Jay Whitener. Now you, and in the next few days, Jim Mars. So as I told Jay Whitener last week, if listeners want to connect the dots, this is the group to listen to, don't you think?
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> no argument for me. <laughs>
1: I'd like to uh, start out uh, with a bit of background, background information, in addition to what I just read. Tell us about yourself. How many books in total have you written? And I'd like to learn about what drives you as an author, and what was the defining moment that made you look into these topics, including the Nazis?
2: Well, uh, I have 11 books out now. I'm working on another one, um, which will make it 12. And I've always been to be quite honest I've always been interested in in alternative science and and the interface that it has with history and and hidden aspects of history and when i When I quit teaching college, I decided i might I might as well bite the bullet and write down some of my kooky ideas exactly <laughs> and lo and behold, people actually started reading them, so I just kept at it. So, you and Jim
1: Marsh, Jim had the, the rise of the Third Reich, and, and you have Russell on the Reich. Now Jim has the Trillion Dollar Conspiracy, and you have Babylon's Bankers. I know you're friends, but do you work together?
2: No, we don't, actually. Um, I, I'm I'm good friends with Jim Marsh, I'm, I'm good friends with Richard Hoagland, and all three of us are very independent in, in what we do and, and how we do it. We just kind of keep backing into each other, you know? So... <laughs> Yes, you are. And by the way, I spoke
1: to Jim yesterday, and uh-huh. he's reading uh, Roswell on the Reich right now. was interested in knowing what you will say here tonight so he can comment during our show in a few days. But before we start, I know you studied the Great Pyramid. Mm-hmm. There are mysterious comings and goings in the covert night uh, of the Giza Plateau. A film has been released that shows that the removal of items from
2: underground. Have you looked into this? No, I haven't. I uh, in fact, I haven't done anything on the Pyramid since my last Pyramid book came out, which was, oh, I think five or six years ago. I've, when I'm writing a book, I'm pretty much focused on what I'm doing at that moment. So I haven't, I'm have not i not familiar with that film. I've been alerted to it by some of my fans, but I haven't yet seen it. So I, I really am not in a position to comment on it.
1: Sure. And going back to your the trilogy, one of your oldest books, The Disa Beth Star, how do you come up with that, that title, by the way?
2: Well... It, it's my thesis, and it has always been my thesis uh, from from teenage years, in fact. I had the idea that the Giza Plateau resembled nothing more to me than kind of a hardened military compound. Mm-hmm. And I always suspected that there was some sort of weapons aspect to the, to the structure of the pyramid itself. And, of course, when Chris Dunn came out with his book, The Giza Power Plant, That really got me to thinking, and then, of course, Zechariah Sitchin came out with um, The Wars of Gods and Men, in which he interpreted very deliberately interpreted the pyramid as a weapon but he just sort of let the idea out there but he didn't do much with it you know he he just sort of mentioned it in passing and I thought well gee you know that's an interesting idea so I decided I might as well bite the bullet and and that was that was the book that got me started in all of this alternative science and and um, history stuff so I've kind of kept at it since then I should I should mention one more thing and that is that all 11 of my books if people actually read them they'll find that they dovetail quite deliberately into each other so it may seem like pyramids and Nazis are <laughs> are wildly separated on on the spectrum but but there is a, a kind of a running theme through all the books
1: and I like to explore the the connection because some people say that there's a connection between Egypt and uh, the Nazis but as someone else said recently everything you write is heavily footnoted You have a peer-reviewable attitude, and you cross all your T's and dot all your I's. You dig deep on this stuff. So you are my kind of researcher. But Joseph, this is a topic that will be hard for many people to process. And I want to dissect it in a way that it's easily understood, Mm -hmm. especially to those who may not be familiar with it. Explain for purposes of the people who know nothing about this. Mm -hmm. Let's call it crypto technology of the Third Reich. What it is, and how many others believe the Nazis were working on, not only in the latter part of World War II, but even prior. Right.
2: Well, the way I would explain it is this. It's my belief that when the Nazis banned so-called Jewish physics, in other words, relativity and and even certain aspects of, of quantum mechanics, that the standard academic line is, well, this just points to the palpable failure of the scientific method and of science in general within Nazi Germany. But I think you have to look at the other side of the coin, too. While it's certainly true that there were manifest and palpable failures of of physics inside of the Third Reich during the Nazi era, there are also breakthroughs. And the reason why is, by banning those ideas, the Nazis were in fact saying to their scientists, we want you to think outside the box. We want you to go brainstorm." And what this did, in my opinion, is that in addition to the palpable failures, we're just now, since German reunification, which is kind of the signal event that kicks all this information loose, we're just now in the last, oh, 10 to 20 years, learning about some of the incredible successes that they had. And in terms of this crypto technology and, and this crypto physics, I believe there are three things driving them. And, and the basic physics here that they're after is, is a kind of torsion physics. And the way I like to illustrate that is that if you can imagine emptying a soda can and then wringing it like a dish rag, what happens to the can is that it will spiral and fold and pleat. Now, what the can represents is, in fact, space-time. So torsion is the engineering of space-time by spiraling and folding and pleating it. This is exactly what the Nazis are after. And they're after it, in my opinion, for three Different things. They're after it for, of course, uh, having an alternative energy source to free Germany from dependence on foreign energy sources. Mm-hmm. The second thing that they'd be after it for was obviously some form of advanced field propulsion. And the third thing, of course, Nazis being Nazis, is <laughs> weapons. Them, yeah, weapons. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And of course, anytime you say that you, you have a, a technology, that can engineer space-time locally, in other words, so to speak, on the laboratory bench. If you weaponize that technology...
0: Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com.